Why are we here? Can we know that God really exists? Is it okay to doubt God? We have big questions about life. We crave answers to these questions. In this world of questions, don't we need answers? I'm Max Licato. And in 25 years of writing and serving as a pastor, I've been asked literally thousands of questions and I've wrestled with plenty of my own. This book sets out to answer the biggest of those. But more importantly, my goal is that it would point you to the one who has all of the answers. Before we begin, we have questions, real important and challenging questions. You have yours, I have mine. We pepper our questions with whys, whens, whats, and how comes. We've created a question mark to highlight our questions. It's stooped and bent, perhaps because our questions can leave us in the same shape, burdened and weary. We have deep, heavy questions. We crave answers. Straighten this mark and let it stand. Replace the cowering curl with a confident exclamation point. Easier said than done. Some questions defy easy answers, but you know that. You've been looking. I know that. I've been looking as well. Through the years, I've received lots of letters. Some are profound. Some are heartbreaking. Some even make me smile, like this note from one of our church members, my good buddy Sammy. He was seven years old. Dear Max, I'm sorry for pulling the fire alarm after the 1130 service. Please forgive me. My parents have punished me, but I want to make it right with you. Please let me know what I can do. In Christ's love, Sammy. Pastors receive many letters. Writers are asked many questions. Being both a pastor and a writer, I've heard more than my share. And they've shaped my thoughts. Genuine questions have determined my radio messages, sermons, and books. Trace the ancestry of my lessons to their beginning, and you'll find a humpback punctuation mark. Max, can I ask you something? Like autumn leaves on soil, these wonderings tend to sit and sink in until springtime emerges, and I have a thought or two. This book collects some of those thoughts. Many of these answers appeared initially in earlier books. Others are only now page-worthy, but all of them, I pray, will help you with your questions. By the way, thanks. Thank you for your questions, letters, emails, and phone calls. Many of you have opened the door to your heartaches and concerns. You've told me your struggles and shared your joys. You've welcomed me into your lives. I am honored to walk the path with you. After all, aren't we in this together? Another good question. Max Lucato, San Antonio, Autumn 2010 Section 1. Hope, God, Grace, and Why Am I Here? Dear Kelly, Guilt is not what God wants for His children. When repentance occurs in the heart of the believer, forgiveness is extended by the Father. Think of it this way. When grace moves in, guilt moves out. God has forgiven us. There is no reason to hold on to guilt. Max I've been disappointed so many times by human love, and I think this has given me a faulty view of God's love. Can you help me understand how His love is different from human love? Human love is convenient. It suits the needs of the person at the time and works into His schedule. God's love is eternal. You are always on God's itinerary. Come and go as you wish, but He's always there. 
Human love is limited. It can love only as much as it wants to give. God's love is unlimited. He has ample amounts of love and even uses words like abundant when talking about pouring out His love on people. Human love is emotional. Feelings dominate a human's love landscape. We feel as though we're in love or we don't feel as though we're in love. Hormones, sleeplessness, worry, past hurts, Mexican food all complicate these emotions. God's love is committed. While God has feelings for us, His feelings don't dictate His love. His love is based on a decision to love us. Your actions don't increase or decrease His commitment. His love is a deeper and more secure love than the fluctuating Ferris wheel of feeling. Human love is selfish. It must suit our needs and be there for us. To love, we must be loved. God's love is unselfish. In fact, if you never love God, He will still love you. Your love has no bearing on the amount of love He lavishes on you. One thing human love has going for it is that you can see it in the twinkling of your father's eye, in the smile of a spouse, in the joy of your children's voices. God's love is just as real but not as tangible. We will see it in time and for eternity as we gaze at the face of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, while we stand in His presence in heaven. Our goal as Christians should be to express God's love in our human relationships so people will never make the statement you made. We should all have someone in our lives on whom we can look back and say, I saw God's love in that person. Some days I doubt God. I doubt His goodness, His nearness, and that He even exists. When I doubt Him, does He leave me?